Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee, gingerfoxcoffee.com, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Now, as always, Justin Ferrier joins me as well as Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan and a special guest tonight, a guy I've been threatening to get on the podcast for months and months and months. He is EFC commentator. He's an MMA scholar. His name is Simon Stevens. He's also doing a terrific job with ENCA. Some insane numbers. Uh, Simon, well done on a top job, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. You know, you've got a good team. It's, uh, it's been tough during lockdown, but it has for everyone else. But yeah, we're killing the competition. So pretty stoked, man. And thanks for having me. It's been a while. No, you're looking very dapper with that, uh, the beard and the stash. And um, yeah, it's coming on nicely. Well, I'm being joined by the greatest of all South African beards of all time. And unfortunately, the, the, the shirt is pretty crap, but the, uh, you know, the Gareth was an inspiration. So. Uh, all right. Why are we all hated? Why are we all hated? Look, you, you can. Such hate. We have respect. Such we have respect for the Manchester United top you're wearing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Before we get into that, Justin Ferrier. Um, uh, as always, it's, it's always interesting to see um, guys we've watched in the EFC, African um, talent go into the UFC. Uh, champion Dolce was in action uh, recently <coughs> on Fight Island, a debut at middleweight, um, and, he, and he beat the guy uh, who Drickus Duplessis knocked out on his uh, UFC debut. Um, what did you make of, uh, of, uh, of the fight and champion moving down to middleweight? Because he looks huge. He's a monster. Uh... He guessed early. Um, I think he, I think he tried to finish too early. Uh, a winner's a win will take it, uh, and it's amazing that he's able to win on on that platform. Um, I just think that these moves from two different weight classes are a marathon. I know you can cut the weight, but you've got to sustainably be able to be fit and to be able to carry it. Uh, he guessed a bit, um, even though he was fighting at sea level. Maybe the travel affected him. Um, but yeah, we'll take we'll take the win, and I'm super proud because he's amazing. I mean, having officiated his fights, met him, he's, he he looks scary, but he's really one of the nicest guys. Um, and also, we had a, another UFC alumni, uh, Manon. You coached together. What was in? What's his? How do you pronounce no, it? Manon for 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 now. Simon, please, please, Simon, just help out the two gentlemen on the pronunciation. No, that's pretty close. Manon Furo. Yeah, that's it. Gareth wasn't close at all. For me, definitely, it means furious in French. But here you go. It means furious. Let me tell you, guys. Let me tell you something about. Let me tell you something about that girl. That girl is going to make big waves in the UFC. She's, she's, she's just, you can just see she has something in her that not a lot of women fighters have. She's got, she's, and I, I'm not getting into trouble for saying this, but she's got a man's killer instinct. When you see how she, how she operates and how she throws, everything was just with such venom. It's like, she, I, I liken her to a lot to to uh, um, uh, 
uh, Nunes, they, when they hit you, they they hit you to hurt you. Oh, they hit you to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no. It's not like a, it's not it, almost like you see with women. Women sometimes it's kind of like a point scoring uh, vibe. They don't have that same intensity behind the strike. Man, she oh. What's that going to be like? She she Sorry? She didn't really get a chance to see it much, did we? What's the, what's the ground game like? She's, look, she's, she, she, she lacked she lacked slightly in the beginning. I think she's quite a, incredibly strong girl. So she has she has a very good uh, uh, defense, takedown defense, because I think that was the weak point in her game. Um, I know that elevate that i know that's that's something she's also been working very hard on and you know we'll, only time will tell but if you look at her physically compared to the woman in that division she's you can see there's a clear difference in in her strength and her stature you, you look at her grounding she's got solid grounding um she throws from her feet she doesn't throw from the bounce uh, she 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 hits with power there's so much power behind what she does look I think with a little bit of confidence, she's going to be very scary and she's going to be very hard to stop. Don't, don't, don't be surprised if you see her walk up the ladder very quickly. It's very exciting, I, of course. I, think what I saw um, in, her, in her last couple of fights, you know, what she, she was uh, Abu Dhabi Warriors champion and then she got the call up. She's changed from a very kick heavy stance, like almost like a Taekwondo karate base. Uh, we that was open to the takedown. I was like, someone's going to figure this out at some point. They didn't, but she's evolved. So she's moved to a very punch-heavy game and a more well-rounded game. Um, I know she's won by submission somewhere, but but her punches seem to be better than her kicks, and her kicks were unstoppable. Yeah, second round uh, victory there for her. So absolutely awesome. Can we please just take a second to pay some respect to Max Holloway? Uh, and and, and, and uh, another level that he was operating on because Calvin Cater is no slouch, but Max Holiday was really just on another level. But the, the crazy part about that whole situation is that Calvin Cater didn't throw no numbers. He was all in the good 300, day, three, 300 uh, mark of strikes uh, thrown. I think, I mean, he could have been even maybe a little bit more. Uh, so... The, the remarkable thing is that Max doubled what he did. Yeah. He doubled it in that environment. And the fifth round, he, he was talking to the to to the car. Oh, look at me! I up. Look away. I mean, at that level, to have that much confidence in yourself, and he, a lot of what they said in that fight is that he goes. He generally builds into that frame. From round one, he was throwing the same, the same intensity, the same speed. Maybe not the same number to begin, but definitely more than what a normal first round would be from any fighter. I, 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 I must say, I was very wrong by my what I said in our in our last podcast. I said I didn't think he was the same anymore. I didn't think that he was uh, capable of putting on a performance. I really rated that. Uh, I really rated Calvin Cater. I think he's an unbelievable striker. And he got made to look average mm-hmm. in a scenario where a guy just, oh, wow, man, I've never seen anything like that. Never. Simon, I, your I thoughts? Have... Yeah. yeah, I agree with Gareth, but it's, it's kind of like it's one of those fighters that make people like us look really bloody stupid. Because I agree with Gareth. I mean, after the Ortega fight, you're kind of thinking, 
that was a schooling. But then you put other opponents up against other people they've beaten and other people they've lost, and they look, like Gareth said, they look completely ordinary. I mean, the knockout of Jeremy Stevens by Calvin Cater was one of the most vicious knockouts of 2020. Yeah. And that guy just puts one blood on Max Holloway, it's all over. But it was an absolute bloody clinic. It was a walkover, and I just did not see that coming. And it's, it's one of those fighters, yeah, it's the... It was one of the greatest examples of striking we've seen in the past couple of years, but he's one of those fighters who can make people like us look absolutely chops. Justin? Uh, Simon, I want, ask, I want to ask a question. Does anybody know uh, what numbers were landed on Holloway? Because he, he, he took he took a beating, and often uh, some sometimes you take too much, and, and that might be the one that takes that edge away again. Uh, Mark he, he walks straight into things, and that's he, a concern for me. And then there's a second part to this statement, not even a question. What is your opinion of the fifth round, him chirping and talking? Uh, is there an element of disrespect that you feel, or do you think it's it's okay? Disrespect in terms of what? So, years ago when Anderson Silver fought Damien Meyer. Uh, yeah. was unsided. I hear what you're saying. Anderson was, Anderson was slapping the ground and, and, and it sort of left... I mean, I love Anderson Silver. Uh, he's the greatest um, for me. And I just was like, oh, come on, man. Like, you take a notch down. Like, when it's... it's For me, it, it's, you're so good, you don't need to tarnish yourself. And, and for me, A, from a safety point of view, he's just walking and not looking. He did eat... And it could have been a knockout blow, you never know. And, yeah, for the meatheads out there, yeah, okay, it's cool that you talk about him talking about that. I just think it's kind of a disrespectful thing to the sport, A, eh, and your opponent. And I, I don't want to take any thunder away from him because he did. He deserved to win. He won. I mean, there's, uh, there's, I haven't seen that many 10 8 rounds ever. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I just feel yeah. I'm like, come on. And you just Listen, if I'm throwing 775 punches in a five-round fight and I'm landing well over 400, you better bite your bottom dollar. I'm talking to somebody. Somebody's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm going to tell somebody. Those numbers are 447. 60% of 746 total strikes landed. 445 uh, of that significant strikes compared to 134 and 133, man. It is like another level. And the, the most unbelievable thing. Landed, but Simon, what is your answer to, the, to the, those questions? No, I hear what you're saying. But if he was just showboating and wasn't actually carrying on with the fight like Sylvie used to do, then I'd agree with you to a certain extent. You know, as a fan and as, a, as, a, as, a, as an audience member and someone who pays their submissions, you want to you wanna see action. In the fifth round, you know, he was still putting it on. If he was, like, laying back and was actually not doing anything, like some fighters... You know, once they know they've got the win in the bag, they'll start sitting back a bit and screwing around and showboating. But it was still all action. You were still in the fight. And I don't think I'm more less worried about the supposed perceived disrespect towards the sport and to his opponent than I am about the corner um, uh, of Calvin Keller not throwing a towel in in the third. I think that's more of an issue than showboating for Max Holloway in the fifth. Uh, okay, so... I'd like to answer... I'd like to answer that. So... Uh, if you watch the fight, at no stage was Calvin Cater out of it. It wasn't like he was he wasn't he wasn't combative. It, it, it was no stage was he looking 
uh, groggy and dizzy and no state. Yeah, he got caught and he got rocked once or twice, but he managed to recompose himself. He still threw with the same venom. And he, let me tell you something. There's, there's a few punches. You go back and watch that fight. I counted at least 10, 10 right hands that landed flat and were big punches that would have put most guys away. So, uh, you're a fighter, bro. You're always going to defend it. Like, look at it from the other perspective. Like, you I am defending it. You your own risk in it because you would never give up. You would never, so, so, never. What is he going to do? Obvious time. Is he have Parkinson's? Can he read his child a bit? A bit so, child's story. How much does that take away from him? So, 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 just there's a fight. My first fight in 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 UFC in Poland when I fought Bartosz Fubinski, I took 171 elbows. So, That's at mad. what stage do you stop the fight? And I was still in it. I was still compass mentis. I wasn't. I, I I got rocked in the first round by a big knee that took me a while to recover from. But I was still in the fight. I was still trying to make things happen. I was still trying to compete. I was still trying to do so. At what stage do you go, okay, man, this is dangerous? If you look at Kelvin Cater, they say the fourth round was was uh, was where they should have thrown in the towel. Great. And and I, I watched it again. But then you see him in the fifth round. He comes out. He's strong. He him up. He's strong. He's, he's still got a good base. He's throwing good combinations. He's attacking. He's landing. He pushed Holloway back at stages. He was still very competitive. The numbers that were just thrown was just too much. There's no parts in the world that could compete with that. That's funny. Unless How much you... of that is muscle memory, G? Hey? How much of that is muscle memory and, and adrenaline? Uh, n- not a lot, though. Jay, I, 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 for me, I, I think muscle memory in terms of wrestling and jiu-jitsu and those kind of things, you become very uh, – it becomes very uh, uh, happening and on the second. But on the feet, it's very different. A very very different scenario, and especially when you're getting that kind of that kind of uh, a quantity being thrown at you, where it's just all the time, and you're trying to move and avoid and slip. He still had good defense. I would understand if he was sloppy, and he was slow, and he wasn't responding well yeah. to what was happening. You put any other fighter in that scenario, any other fighter in the world that is at a 775. Strikes thrown at him, 774, whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You tell me how many respond. Any, any fighter. Well, then maybe it, need, maybe it needs to come it's down to ed- education of referees then. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's where, I don't know, Jay, what do you think? I mean, because at the end of the day, it's their call. Who left that fight? Um, was it Herb? No, it wasn't Herb Dean, was it? Was it Herzog? Uh, no, who, 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 can you pull it up? Who, who refed that fight? Hold on. It's, uh... it's, such a, it's such a tricky thing because at the end of the day, now you're the ref, you step in into the fight, say round three, beginning around four, halfway into round four, and then there's a whole backlash of you stopped the fight, the fighter was still on his feet, he was still he was still competent, he was still defending, he was still be able to yeah, fight. It was Herb Dean, it, was Herb it's, Dean eh? Yeah. It's such, a, it's such a difficult scenario in that, like, what is too much? What is not? What is a, not classified as good defense? What is four hundred shots is too much, G? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to agree. Sorry, Gareth. I, I know you're speaking from Fire's point of view, and I respect that. But in that fourth round, I was I had had enough, and I, I've got a pretty strong stomach. But I still I, I agree with you. He was still pretty strong in the fifth, but that was a fucking beating, mate. And I don't Ooh. like to see that. No, hey, listen. I like a fight. I love a fight, but it must be fair. 
Sure. No, no, listen. Start getting three ten eight rounds is a problem, right? Because 10-8 is when the ref is starting to look. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. a five-round fight, three-round fight, fair enough. Yeah. A five-round is a sustained beating. I could have, I could have dealt with it, Gareth. It was if it's three rounds, but it went on two rounds too many for me. Yeah. All right, I gents. Think, I think the, media, no, the, the only problem is, the only problem is, you got to be the guy to to tell Calvin it's over. Exactly. That that's, that's <laughs> obviously the tricky yeah. thing, and we know how tough he is. That's the tricky thing. That's that's again. It's such a it's such a tricky environment because he's in his mind and his corner's mind. He still had the capability to win. Yeah. He could still respond. He could still throw the punches. You know, in this game, you can take a beating for three rounds. We've seen guys do it how many times in the UFC where they just get absolutely mauled, and at the last second, boom! Or yeah. Look at look at look at Anderson Silva versus uh, Shalsona. Yeah. Shalsona beat beat him for five rounds. What Man, happened? Final yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks, Encyclopedia. Well, <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, guys, let's move on because Max Holloway obviously has stayed on Fight Island for the big fight we're going to preview in a minute. But you guys were very excited in the previous episode of MMA Uncaged about Collis Conduit, Matt Brown, uh, that fight. And it didn't quite live up to the hype. And, and maybe it's because Matt Brown's too old. Well, I don't know. Listen, it was very competitive. It wasn't, it wasn't an uncompetitive fight. It was a competitive fight. I mean, Matt Brown was definitely in the mix. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's got some city miles on him. Yeah, has, he, has, he, has it gone too far for him? Probably um, his, his grit and his tenacity is what kept him going and the, the fight in him. But, look, uh, uh, like he'd I said... You'd have more fights in him that were better matched. Carlos nah. Connor was a bit too far. For me, uh, that I didn't like, and I've got these funny things of... Funny things put me in fighters. I'm a Matt Brown fan. Afterwards, he goes, the judges are crazy. And I'm like, the judges are not crazy. He lost, dude. Yeah, he lost. Like, yeah. And then he comes, and then to back himself up, he's like, okay, I, I definitely lost two, but I definitely won one. And like, it's it's not that the judges were all over the place. Like, I've got the scorecard in front of me. Anders Olsen, 30-27. Paul Sutherland, 30-27. Clemens Werner, 30-27. I don't know the other two. I personally know Clemens. Clemens runs Germany MMA from an administrative point of view. That oak is straighter than any ruler you've ever seen. He is very good. Simon, your thoughts? Very good. Yeah, I just Condit's just an absolute beast. I mean, it's interesting to see where he goes from here because he's out of contract and he puts on a show against the like that. I mean, I thought it's going to be a bit more of a, a phone booth fight than it was, but I just Condit shows again he's absolute class. I don't think Matt Brown's too odd. I think every time he's, he's one of those guys who, who bounces back, he's just one very tough SOB. It was a good fight. It wasn't any of uh, what I thought it would be. Yeah, maybe I'm a bit disrespectful saying he's too old, but you know, it just looked like I don't know. The conduit looks Listen, better. I, 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 he, he, he's starting to wear the fights, and you can see it. And uh, it is starting to get to the stage for him where it's time to start looking at what's next. And, and that's an all honesty. Yeah, yeah. Condit looked unbelievable. Yeah. His shape was unbelievable. He was switched on. You could see that his mind was as sharp as it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, it was against a tough, gritty guy, so it was a tough fight. But uh, people were, were excited. DC and them were excited about uh, about what they saw in that. He's now on, I think he's on a 30 He's starting to put himself back in the mix. He's starting to win again. He's starting to feel confident and comfortable in himself. 
And that's from the time. He took some time off. He took, he took a good a period of time off that allows your body to reset itself. It allows itself to, to, to wake up again. And uh, I look, I, I, was, I was very surprised at, at, at the way that he looked and the way that he performed. <laughs> Simon, you said he's testing free agency. Is there any rumor who's trying to pick him up? No, I've not heard any kind of what negotiations are, but I know he's out of contract with the UFC. But it's also this kind of thing where you never know what the nature of those negotiations are, do you? Especially when you, you, your last fight on a contract, a real cracking fight, and you put away an absolute killer like Matt Brown. You want to go back to Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby and say, hey, come on, I'm, I'm on this winning streak. I'm putting a great show. So my last loss was against Michael Bloody Chiesa, who's a former champ without a shadow of a doubt. What are you going to say if you're the matchmaker? You've got to put a decent figure down. Then again, you've got Scott Coker, who's uh, who's hoovering all these legends up, you know. And it's like, you know, if I was Dana, I'd want to get some ink on that contract pretty darn quickly because he is a good draw and he is a great fighter. And like like Gareth said, he is on his way back without a doubt. Scott Coker seems to be he's moving away from the older guys, and I know it's ironic because we we say Carlos and Meta older, but he is moving towards a. And a, a new white generation in terms of Bellator status. And it's because he's free to air TV, so he's got all that advertising money and network money being thrown at him. So he's got a big checkbook. And guys yeah, yeah. at the tail end of their careers are going to go, well, let me earn. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Uh, speaking of Bellator, Michael Chandler, or Chandler um, making his UFC debut. Uh, I don't know a lot about him, but a former Bellator champion up against Dan Hooker. Should we be excited about Michael Chandler, Simon? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I think he's a great fighter. I mean, he's got, yeah, he's, he, he beat some incredible fighters, my Sydney, Brent Primus. He, he lost against Patricio Freire, the Patricky Pitbull. Um, but he's got such good base wrestling. He's, he's a strong striker. He's got fantastic cardio. He's got a really good all-round skill set. And I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, Hooker's got a decent grappling, but I don't think it's on the level of Chandler. I think if it goes to the ground, um, I think Chandler would actually take it. But if it plays on the feet, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Dan Hooker. I think he's absolutely a fantastic fighter. And he's an amazing kickboxer. And it's when, Chandler's one of those fighters who's been waiting for him to make that jump for like, almost like two years. Mm. And he's, 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 gone, he's gone through uh, the tour, absolute tear. And he's got 20-odd fights on him. He's, he's very well experienced. But I think he's cracking all-round skill set shows that he's a great signing for the UFC and you should be ex- uh, excited about this, hunt, this fight. The actual, the prelim and undercard for a Conor McGregor pay-per-view, I think the card is somewhat disappointing. It only really kicks off at the co-main event. So, yeah, I am yeah. damn excited. Why, why do you need to pay any money when you've got... That, that, all, all that event needs is, need is one person. Conor McGregor could fight himself. It would, <laughs> and it would so why would they, from an economic point of He's basically going to be fighting himself on, on, on the weekend. Are we going that far already? Are we saying that, <laughs> that, that Dustin Poirier must not even pitch up because he's yes, being written I, off. I, Poirier's been written off. I just want to weigh in on uh, the Chandler-Dan uh, Hooker fight. I spend a lot of time with those guys in New Zealand uh, on the wrestling and, and grappling yeah. side of it. And uh, I think that they're very underrated. Their ground games and their wrestling games are very, very underrated That just because of the quality of their striking. I also kind of had the same kind of, you know, thought pattern when I was there. And I mean, when I was there, uh, Israel wasn't even signed. He was still a youngster coming through. He was still fighting in glory. But 
they have a phenomenal, nominal uh, ground game, and they spend a lot of time in uh, at Tiger uh, 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 in uh, in in Thailand, which has has a very, 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 very good uh, wrestling coach, an exceptional, uh, exceptional jiu-jitsu uh, structure there as well. Um, and there's some, there's some, some real beasts in in New Zealand in terms of of grappling and wrestling. They're just very quiet. You don't see them. Um, I mean, I wrestled, I, I grappled when I was there. I was grappling seven, eight, maybe nine Brazilian black belts. Uh, Brazilians from Brazil um, at one time on the mat. So you don't see a lot of that. You don't ever see them go to the ground because they are, because they just have this, this striking game that is just of another level. They don't need to divulge himself. But if you go look at uh, uh, Hooker's record, he's got a few submissions and he's got some really good submissions on his, uh, on his resume. So it's a tough fight for Chandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming into the UFC, it's, I don't care what anybody says, it's a different stage. Uh, you can fight anywhere in the world. The moment you climb inside the UFC octagon, it's different. It's yeah. very different. It holds a different stigma. You're in now in a space where the greatest fighters in the world have stood. You all of a sudden, you get, you feel like you have to perform at a different level. There's a guy like Dan Hooker who's been consistently very good in that space. Now Chandler's kind of breaking there. Yes, he has a phenomenal ground game. He's got a lot of range and distance that he has to compete with. With a guy who is, I believe, a better striker than uh, than Israel Adesanya. Um, and and I've seen I've seen I've seen them I've seen both of them spar. I spar against both of them. Dan Hooker is a scary, scary striker. People don't give him the credit that's uh, due. I, I'm leaning towards something funky happening in this fight. I, I, re- I really am. I think it's going to be a very surprising to to what people think. All right, that'll be I interesting. Think, I think the UFC is loaded up on Chandler, and that can obviously end like anything. It's cheesy. It could go both ways. So, like Gareth says, it's a massive stage. It could the moment could be too big for him, or the train could carry him home to victory. I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I can only take Gareth at his word about the striking. Um, I don't see that. I see a little bit more erraticism from Hooker, um, but it's a generally well matched fight. However, I do think they want Chandler to win because I think he's more marketable. Uh, from their standpoint, will you rise to the occasion of their question? That's Does the question. That, doesn't that always go wrong? Yeah. Well, this is what I said, G. It's, it could be. It could be too big. It could be huge. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him to to perform, and they're already saying that you know he's in line to fight Connor. But I think there's a few other guys waiting to fight Connor. You think of uh, Max Holloway is probably thinking I should stay on the island in case something happens, but. You know, Simon, in terms of... Who is being paid as the alternate? There is somebody. I remember there being somebody, but I don't know who who it is. Wow, don't be surprised. It was was somebody that's the alternate for for Boria. Yeah. Who was that? Who is... Nah, listen. They were were four people on the stage at the press conference, and all four of them in the same way division. So there, there is somebody. They do pay an alternate. Yeah, yeah. Any idea? Is it not? It's no, not, I, I yeah. can't remember. It'll come to me later. I'll message you at three in the morning. <laughs> All right, I'll get. I'll be waiting for that one. 
Um, all right, yes. but let's let's move on to to obviously the fight everyone's talking about, and and Conor McGregor has a way of stealing the show, not only by his performances in the octagon, but also what he does outside of the octagon. But for some reason, he looks to have completely become this hungry beast. He's he's done his uh, training camp in Portugal. It's been in Dubai. He's kitted out his own uh, octagon at the place in Dubai and Portugal. He seems hungry because he's worked, walked away from the sport three times, if I'm not mistaken, already. Now he's back. He's clearly got a point to prove, or he still has this burning fire. What do you make of it, Simon? Yeah, I mean, he always is one of those... Are you, are you guys going to disagree and hail on me for this? But I think he was off on that night against Khabib. I don't think that was... I don't think that was McGregor. I mean... Every time I'm, he, I'm on your side, Simon. I, he wasn't. He wasn't there, mate. And it was like, it's it, it was a topsy turvy night, wasn't it? Because the first round against Khabib, I think I remember he, he swept and reversed Khabib on the ground, and yet it was the left hook was Khabib like knocked him out to take the submission win in the end. It was just one of those bizarre nights. And I think any other day you'd probably be taking it. I mean, someone like when Gilbert Burns says. That Conor McGregor's BJJ is absolutely legit, and he keeps in his back pocket all the time. He never got the chance to see it. Um, make, makes you kind of realise. With Gilbert Byrne says that he's actually got a very good point. And then he's up against one of the best Muay Thai fighters uh, in Donald Cerrone, and that was just—it's just every time you try and count this guy out. I mean, I was a massive WEC and Strike Force fan, and I, I was a big Jose Aldo fan, and it, I, it literally took me two days to get to Vegas. And he, he knocked out the in 13 seconds. I was on the plane. I didn't give him the chance. And he, yeah, he can be a bit of a dick. But every time he comes back, he does that. He always does something really, really special that no one else really does. Um, and it's it does seem to have a, a fire lit inside him. And we've seen it for the since the Khabib fight. And I think he's a, he's a bit less stressed. I think he's being a lot more respectful to his opponent, like he was with Sereni. Like it was at the press conference uh, with Poirier today, um, really of, of, of his opponent taking the fight because I think he doesn't he doesn't need that anymore. And once you see a fighter who's built his a whole career on polarizing people, he's like the ultimate pay-per-view marmite. I think all of a sudden he doesn't need to do that anymore. And I think that's a very scary prospect for his for his opponents. When Conor McGregor doesn't feel the need to get inside your head anymore you really got to start watching out. Yeah, I mean, Connor's must-see TV every time, despite, you know, who he's up against. He just, just, I mean, he's promised a masterpiece. Justin, are we going to see that against Poirier, or is there always that chance in, in the fight game that Poirier might, you know, just surprise us? Uh, what's your thoughts? I'm a massive Connor fan. I'm a massive Khabib fan, but I think it's this. I think, you know, I think I've, over, I've overworked the same. Connor can't beat Khabib ever, I don't think, sadly. Poria never beats Connor. And and no one else can beat him currently or in the next 18 months to two years. I don't think so. I think Connor beats Connor, same as John Jones, they're their own worst enemies. Um, but I do think that Khabib will never lose to Connor. It's just, if you, I, I know you mentioned the jiu-jitsu, and I, I'm a jiu-jitsu fan, Gareth's a jiu-jitsu black belt. I'm of the opinion, I'm merely a humble blue belt, but wrestling, good wrestling beats good jiu-jitsu anytime. 
Gareth, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. yeah listen, I agree with uh, I agree with uh, I agree with uh, uh, JD. It's uh, good wrestling will negate good uh, jujitsu every time. There's, there's 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 a certain level to everything. There's you just get a, a quality in in certain fighters that are just out of this, out of this world. You saw Damian Meyer when he was in his prime, when he got to the jujitsu. His jujitsu was so supreme. MMA jujitsu was so supreme to anybody. No one could cope with him. No one could uh, could handle uh, what he was capable of. Khabib is a guy that his wrestling is so phenomenal. He's been doing it so long that it's natural. It's not forced. You see a lot of wrestling guys wrestling in the in the cage. With uh, they come in, they wrestle. It's a lot of it's forced. Even you look at you look at uh, Cormier. Cormier is he's an Olympic wrestler. He's an Olympic silver medalist. He couldn't execute his wrestling the same way that he wanted to. What he would do in a wrestling match. So he took certain aspects of it and he just made it his own and added it to his arsenal of MMA. MMA is different to, to wrestling. It's different to jiu-jitsu. It's different to striking. It's just on another level. Khabib, the moment that he gets hold of you, he's just he, – he almost paralyzes guys by the, his physical nature, his ability, his timing, his composure. He never looks under, under pressure in there. It's not like he's forcing you to hold you down. He's able to stay super relaxed in a position that he's able to lock. Connor. Connor is a guy that I, I firmly believe in, and I agree with Simon. The guy that fought Khabib the first time was not was he was he was not there. He was too worried about throwing things through windows and buses, and uh, he was in jail and in and out of this and court and drinking parties and all you name it. There's all sorts of stuff going around. He wasn't the Connor that we were accustomed to. The guy that ran his mouth, but when he climbed in there, was an assassin. Look at him now. Physically, he's a much different guy. He's physically way stronger. This is all knowing the fact he's going after Khabib. That's what he wants. He doesn't want anything else. He wants to redeem himself against the guy that made him look silly. Yeah. So he, he, he says it. He's confident in what he says. He says he has stuff in the bag and in the arsenal that no one's seen before, and he's going to put Poirier away. Poirier, I can guarantee you now, as 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 much as he's improved and and the quality of fighter he is, Connor's in his head, hundred percent in his head. So he, he, so he dropped him early. He put him away within two or three combinations of the fight. He has that same thought pattern. What if I get caught? Yeah. You know, he does have the power to put me away. He does have the power to knock me or knock me out. I can promise you now. You're going to see a guy, unless unless Poirier makes it into a dogfight, and that's the way I see Poirier winning this, he's got to close the space, he's got to, he's got to shut down Connor's timing, he's got to beat him to the punch every time, and he's got to wrestle him. He's got to, he's got to try and gas him. He's got to try and weigh him down, pull him into deep waters. That's how he beats Connor. He makes one mistake. One mistake. Connor puts him lights out. 100%. Then he beat Khabib. If they fought again. I do I do believe he has what it takes to try and unlock Khabib. Will he beat him? I'm not sure. No one's sure. Twenty-five people, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty people yeah, have come insane. before the whole thing. No one knows. It's the same as Floyd Mayweather. Everybody said they had the they had the secret. I got the secret to beat Floyd Mayweather. Many guys ran him close. Yeah. Many guys ran him close. 
but no one was was able enough to get across the line. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me in that kind of super switched on. He's super focused. He's he, you can see his mindset. You can see his composure, the way he carries himself. It's a different guy. He has a confidence about himself because he knows what he's capable of. Yeah. He knows what he has in his bag, and he trusts himself. He makes him too dangerous for, 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 for Dustin Poirier. Anything can happen in the sport. We know that. We've seen this. Yeah. Dustin can knock him with the left hand, put him on his bum. Justin put away Justin Gaethje, guy who couldn't get put away, uh, had this phenomenal uh, grit and work rate. I just, I just lean to that special factor. Khabib, special factor. Connor, special factor on the feet. Khabib, special factor on the ground. I'll put it to you like this. Who have you ever seen out of, in all the time? Not even uh, Nick Diaz. Uh, Nate Diaz could do it. Hit, hit Connor and put him on his bum. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 put it to, I put it to a scenario of uh, you can't hurt me. You can't catch me. I'm too good for you. Uh, 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 boom. Switch on. Phenomenal setup. Phenomenal strike. But it, it almost kind of got hit by it. And he was like, oh, my, my word. What was that? Mm-hmm. He never expected it. No. He knows what to expect from Khabib. He knows the power. He knows the ground game. He knows what he's good at. Khabib's only good at – if you look at what Khabib does in a fight, it's, it sticks to a, to a very basic structure, a very ba- a takedown, a very basic hold, which is in jiu-jitsu to get out of is ridiculous. I mean, and especially a guy who has that ability for that pressure. It's super you effective, obviously. You understand <laughs> what he has and where he's going. It's easier to stop him getting there than when he's actually there. Yeah. All right, guys, um, we're running out of time here. I want to ask one question. Okay, Justin's got his hand up. Yes, uh, your turn, Justin. (laughs) The the, the pay-per-view structure, um, what do you think it's going to push numbers-wise, given the fact that they've increased it by $7? I think it either went from 52 to 59 or 62 to 69. 69. Will people be able to to afford it? Um, Because that's... That's a thousand rond, rondelas. Um, mm. Not that it matters here; we get it luckily because of Supersport. But do you think it's going to affect? And all these threats of, of Dana catching them, uh, catching the piracy things. Do you think it's going to scare people in, or is that, is that something that's going to uh, benefit over time? And what what is the the pay per view share between ESPN Plus and and UFC? How does that work? Do you know anything about that? No, I don't know the structure, um, and I don't know what the other um, subsidiaries are. Because I know the other fight was on ABC, so they've got ESPN, the prelims on ESPN Plus, and you know it depends on you know in the UK it'll be on Sky, but you have a separate subscription for BT Sports, so you have to pay twice. So it, it's, it's really all over the place. What the UFC do really well is finding the different ways of cutting different pies for, for different territories. Um, it's a shed load of money, but people were asking the same question last year during during lockdown, throughout August and, and, and all those times. Um, and the, the UFC were doing really good numbers. So, no, people can't afford it, but at the moment, there's not much other MMA going on in the global, global hemisphere. My only concern is, like I said at the beginning of our chat with you guys, it's just I'm not impressed with the rest of the card. Connor's always pulled that number. 
But you know how much how much you're going to. There's two fights on the entire evening that I would watch. I'm interested in Joanne Coldwood. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested in Brad Tavares. I'm interested in, in how Sarah McCann does. But apart from that, it's it's Chandler Hooker, Boye uh, McGregor, and it's it's for sixty odd dollars. Um, yeah, yeah debutants on your main card, which is no. it is a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. before listen, I'd pay the sixty nine dollars for Connor alone. The Chandler thing is the chancing it to put him on main. But do you not think that's the answer right there? Uh, uh, just exactly. Exactly. I'll pay the, I'll pay the $69. Yeah, even if... Yeah, exactly. Look, guys, um, yeah, we, we've, uh, we're running out of time here. Um, uh, I know... Uh, it's like a bad prefect, always cutting us short. Uh, look, yeah. uh, I mean, we bad could... We could you know, if we were in a studio, when eventually we're done with this COVID thing and lockdown, we're actually in a physical studio, then we can talk as long as... Exactly, we can talk as long as we want. But right now, yeah. unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, so so yeah. let's let's just wrap up, guys. Um, Simon, your thoughts. I mean, do we give uh, Poirier any chance? Do we give Hooker and Chandler any chance? What, what's what's your thoughts for those two two main fights that you want to see? In, in this sport, there's always a chance for anyone, and that's what makes it so great. So I'll never count Poirier out. Like Gareth says, if he pushes forward, if he circles away to the left instead of the right, away from the power hand of McGregor, makes it a dirty fight, comes up close, uses the clinch, takes him down, wears him out, which is where McGregor suffered in the past in the later rounds with his cardio on the ground. He has a good chance. Chandler, like Justin said, heck of a lot of pressure on the kid. We've been waiting two years for him to be in the U UFC. Um, they want him to do well, but Cooker is an absolute piece. Two great fights, and I think you're right. Perhaps that is worth the 60-odd dollars, Justin, in the end of the day. So, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Uh, Gareth, Mate, your thoughts. It was so good to see your face again, bro. <laughs> you too, brother. You too. Uh, Gareth, your thoughts. Uh, who are we looking at? Yeah, are we looking beyond Connor and and? Because every time I say something and give my oh, give exactly. my prediction, <laughs> that's why I ask. That's why I ask every time. <laughs> Listen, I I I think uh, I think Chandler and the Hooker's a very interesting fight. Chandler got extreme power in his hands. He puts it on somebody. He definitely has the ability to knock him out. Um, he has exceptionally good wrestling. Exceptionally, exceptionally good wrestling. How does he handle the range? How does that work out? How does he handle the pressure? It, very difficult. I like Dan Hooker. I, I really, really do. He's one of my favorite fighters. Um, he's super tough. He's gritty. He's got a very good striking game. I, I really, I, my, my, I'm putting my hand up for him. And then, you know, I, I, I just, as much as I love Dustin Poirier, I, I don't see him. I don't see him coping with Conor at all. Uh, I think Conor's just too much. It, what he, the presence and the stature and the quality and his his ability. Uh, I don't see Dustin Poirier out striking uh, uh, Conor McGregor. Um, and yeah, I think Conor takes it. Jay. I reckon I'm going to have bet. I've already had a look. Uh, I reckon Conor into Chandler. Uh, price to earlier was about 26 to 10. So I'm going to have a little cheeky oh, there we go. On that. Thanks very much. All right, gentlemen, as yeah. always, it's an honor and an absolute privilege to ch chat MMA to you. Simon Stevens, you're doing a wonderful job at ENCA. Keep up the stellar work, and we can't wait to hear you on EFC Worldwide commentary, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Big J, thanks for your time. Gareth, uh, take care. Yeah, thanks as always. And uh, we'll chat after... 
which is a much anticipated fight. Thanks very much. It's been MMA Uncaged. Like and subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss an episode. And of course, uh, enjoy us on iTunes. Uh, we're also available there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Let's go. 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 It's the world. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. Yeah. You know that this right here forever. Now allow me to reintroduce myself They call me J-O-N to the easy E-N Know that we undefeated Y'all are beneath them speeds Let's find the air of grievance But his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance Call the tower, this is our credit He the air apparent, uh Really, I've never been better Legacy, this is forever All the more times I've been seven I'm raising the bar, you can go ahead and measure Think about time for a toast Time that we welcome the goat Y'all were just leaving a note This right here forever